This episode is brought to you by Dietz and Watson. Uh, Molly, it's time we have the talk about hot dogs. Oh, oh, okay. Well, hey, (laughs) I'm looking for a hot dog that's the real deal, Matthew. Like a classic hot dog that like when you think of like the platonic ideal of a hot dog, Mm -hmm. I recommend Dietz and Watson's Dietz Dogs. Ah, well, I've heard that they're handcrafted and made using only Dietz and Watson premium meat. I can vouch for this because Dietz and Watson sent us a big box of hot dogs and other delights. And wife of the show, Lori, and I had them for dinner last night. We had uh, the classic beef Dietz dogs with uh, toasted buns with sauerkraut and pickled jalapenos and Dietz and Watson ballpark style yellow mustard. Do you think you'd recommend Dietz and Watson hot dogs for fried rice? Oh, yeah. Fried rice with some sliced hot dogs. I'm going to be doing that soon. Wife of the show, Lori, is going to be making the hot dog flour buns from Christina Cho's cookbook, Mooncakes and Milk Bread. Very excited for this. Mm, And I'm especially pleased because Dietz and Watson does things the right way. So this means like no additives, no fillers, no artificial flavors, no cutting corners. You can feel good about this stuff. Dietz and Watson. It's a family thing since 1939. Shop now at Dietz slash the right way. That's Dietz, D-I-E-T-Z, and Watson.com slash the right way. I'm Matthew. And I'm Molly. And this is Spilled Milk, the show where we cook something delicious, eat it all, and you can't have it. Today, we are talking about a, uh, a subject dear to our hearts, and that is dorm food. We're turning the clock farther back than we'd like to pretend is the case. Yeah. <laughs> it's been a long time since we were in college. I know. And, and yep. this is this is one of the aspects of college that I get most nostalgic about, even though the food was not very good. I know. I mean, that's the interesting thing. I, I, I was thinking about it Actually, yesterday when I was when I was baking the uh, the dorm food we're gonna be we're gonna be eating today, ah. and I was just thinking, why do I feel nostalgic for a time when I felt really uncomfortable and out of place and nerdy and I guess it was all that delicious frozen yogurt I was eating. Right. Okay. So we're definitely gonna get into the frozen yogurt. I mean, I wonder if if the uh, I mean I've tried the the college food of of today and it's great. It's, what is the college food of today? Well, like you know, I I went to Seattle U. Uh, I mean, I didn't attend Seattle U. I went to the Seattle U dining hall last year, and they had you know. How'd Indian- you get in there? Can anybody get in? I think anyone can get in and and pay like retail. I I got in and ate for free because I was writing an article. No wonder you liked it so um, much. But uh, so the moral food. of the story is just lie and say you're writing an article. The, Matthew's opinion is, is totally ethically <laughs> compromised right now. But anyway, go on. That's right. Anything free is good. Uh, anyway, so they've got you know they've got Indian food. They've got like a sophisticated salad bar. They've got. Uh, you know, all kinds of made-to-order food. There's there's organic stuff. There's there's some high percentage of local stuff. The flavor it's like is going, good. It's like going to Whole Foods, I guess. Right. But the thing I wonder is, are these kids who, who are insanely lucky to have access to this stuff, are they going to have the same nostalgia about it in, in you know, like... Five years, you know, the five years that we've been out of college, uh, <laughs> a few years down the road, are they going to have the same nostalgia about this stuff that we do, or will they not? Because it's kind of like the same food they could get off campus. Well, I'd like to think that they're uh, that they're they're engaging in all the the normal college rites of passage, food wise, just maybe not in the dining hall. That that I makes mean, sense. Let's hope so. God, let's hope so. I mean, what would college be without brownies, pizza? Frozen alcohol. Yogurt. <laughs> yeah. 
alcohol dispensers in the dining hall. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, so let's get right down to it. What do we mean when we talk about dorm food? Well, I think we should take a broad view of like the stuff we remember eating in college. So I guess we should say, you know, where we had these college experiences. I went to Stanford um, and I was there from 97 to 2001. It's been a little while now. Anyway, okay. and I was in a dorm my freshman year called Kimball. And it was one of the newest dorms on campus. And it had a dining hall uh, behind it that, that it shared with two other new dorms. And this was supposed to be like the best dining hall on campus. Like, I was like, not only have I gotten to move away from Oklahoma to California, and I'm going to the school I'm psyched about, but I got the best dining hall. Did it live up to its billing? It had a frozen yogurt machine. And uh, I, I, let's, let's be honest, that was all that mattered. And, and I think, I mean, do you remember the sound the frozen yogurt machine made? Oh, yeah. I mean, the, we're talking a self-serve frozen yogurt machine here. So you got to operate the controls. Absolutely. Uh, you know, it, it had that clunk when you first pull the handle down. And then, uh, right. So it was like a... Uh, it was amazing. Now I went to I went to college. Well, I went to college a couple of times. The the first time, uh, the the time that I'm going to be focusing on uh, because it's the most stereotypical college experience. I went to Pomona College, which is a liberal, liberal arts college in Southern California, from 1993 to 1995. <laughs> <laughs> you and, do the math, there, folks. Right. And uh, my my dining hall was it was adjacent to my dorm. It was called Frank Hall, and uh, there was also a frozen yogurt machine. Why do you think we love the frozen yogurt machine so much? I mean, <laughs> was it just was it just the sound? I think I think it was like the first the first taste of freedom, you know, made in in, in creamy frozen form. It was like the edible form of finally getting out of your parents' house, right? It's like I mean, it's like, you had control over how much you were eating, how yeah. much chocolate sprinkles you put on top. Yeah, it's like, you know, it, when you went to the frozen yogurt place, like the TCBY when you were a kid, the the employees there were sort of acting in loco parentis. <laughs> but here, you know, you, you get your hands directly on the machinery, um, which is the sort of thing that happens in college in more ways than one. So what else did you eat in the dining hall when you weren't eating frozen yogurt? As I recall, I, I mostly remember lunch. And the reason I mostly remember lunch is because um, breakfast was okay, but it was you had to get up early. They stopped serving breakfast at nine. I don't think I ever ate breakfast in the dining hall. Yeah, I mean, if you're if you're 18 years old, having to get up before nine is is pretty inhuman. Yeah, I have like no recollection of it, I, it which means that I must never have been awake. And dinner was always something terrible and steam tabley. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, like on Sunday nights, there would always be steak, and it was gray and overcooked, and like this this massive mound of bad steaks in a hotel pan on a steam table. And but hey, you yes. because you and I were in college, you know, around roughly the same time. Yeah. I, I think we were both there during the during the the stir fry boom when stir fry first came on the old dining hall market. Did, was stir fry a big deal for you? No. Really? Uh, our dining hall didn't have it. <gasps> but there was another dining hall across campus that did have it that we oca- would occasionally go to. And every time we went to that one, I would go to the stir fry station. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, when I think of, of, of our dining hall, other than thinking of the, the frozen yogurt machine, I think of the crowd of people around the stir fry lady. Oh, yeah. Yeah. 
so then at lunchtime there was uh, there was the burrito bar which was always pretty solid there was did you ever have the uh, the breaded chicken patty sandwich Mm-mm. like it's it has existed since the dawn of time and continues to exist in institutional food settings and and will always and forever be the same like this salty crispy chicken patty on it, a is it cheap like, bun is it like a chicken mcnugget on a hamburger it's bun? like a chicken mcnugget on a hamburger okay. bun yeah like okay. a big flat mcnugget wow those were those were always pretty reliable i think that we should start writing ad copy for chick-fil-a <laughs> That's you know, right. I it's think like that a we're mcnugget a- on a bun <laughs> please sue us <laughs> Well, what do you, what did you have for lunch? Here's the thing: I kind of don't remember. <laughs> I seriously, there's like a gaping hole in my head where all of the actual nutritional food would go. <laughs> all I remember that's not actually the way you're supposed to feed yourself. You're supposed to teach it in college. The food goes in your mouth, <laughs> not in the gaping <laughs> hole in, the in gaping my head. Hole, yeah. Um. No. What I was gonna say is, um. You know, honestly, most of the eating that I remember doing in college actually happened outside of the dining hall. Okay. I had a microwave uh-huh. in my dorm room. I believe microwaves were illegal in my dorm. I'm not that not Along with halogen lamps? Oh, yeah. Ooh, Major fire hazard. Yeah. Yeah, the words fire marshal. I remember the words fire marshal being uttered many times. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, you can't do that, fire marshal. <laughs> <laughs> Curfew time, fire marshal. <laughs> That's right. Um, so I, I had a microwave in my room and I think that I, you know, I think frankly, I would often just sort of bring some stuff that I liked back from the dining hall to my room and like, you know, eat it for multiple meals, nuking it. Isn't that glamorous? Totally. I definitely had like outside, outside the dining hall experiences, mostly related to the fact that dinner was so bad. So we would, uh, we would eat a few bites of dinner. And then I think the dining hall may have been in league with round table pizza because there was uh, the midnight special. I think it was available after 11 p.m. For $10, you got a large pizza and two drinks and some garlic bread. And we ordered that pretty much every night. Mm-hmm. There was also... Did you have like a late night dining hall? No, Ooh. we didn't have that. We, we had the, the student union, mm-hmm. which was another prime spot for... Uh, uh, off the uh, off the menu dining, they they had these really good quesadillas and thick milkshakes, and right after I left college, uh, they started accepting like the meal plan to get those things at the student union. But I couldn't, I didn't have access to that, and uh, just just one of many ways I was robbed. Yeah, the injustice, the injustice. <laughs> That's yeah, right. We should I should have uh, we should have put together maybe maybe they changed it because there was some sort of sit in or uh, or protest march that that happened a lot while mm-hmm. I was in college. <laughs> Usually over a very, very important issue. I love college. <laughs> um, we had we had a, a dining hall down the street from ours uh, that was just called Late Night. Wow. And they served pizza and a bunch of other stuff that I can't remember because all we ever ate was the pizza. Okay. Yeah. That I think that sense. is. Pre- I think that dining hall is actually where the freshman fifteen happened. <laughs> there was like a locus <laughs> for it. It happened at late night. That was their motto, like mm-hmm. late night, where the freshman fifteen <laughs> happens. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there was also this this uh, fast food place called Wiener Schnitzel that we went to. I assume it still exists. Yeah, in I, th- California. I, I think yeah. so. And uh, they didn't serve Wiener Schnitzel. They served hot dogs, <laughs> and we'd always get corn dogs. <laughs> Since after I left college, like, I became a food person. This seems funny in retrospect. It didn't seem funny at the time. Because you were like, where's my wiener schnitzel? Right. I mean, but at the time, obviously, it had wiener in the name. Like, the whole point of the place (laughs) is that they serve hot dogs and you make fun of the name. I didn't know what wiener schnitzel was. Uh. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Beavis and Butthead was big at the time, too. (laughs) So, what have you made for us today? 
I have made the the item that truly takes me back to uh, to the old dormitory. I have made brownies from a box. That's right, folks. I made Ghirardelli brownies. So how were you able to cook the brownies from? Did you have a, an oven in your room well, also? See, <laughs> see, part of why I think I, I have such an attachment to these brownies is that I actually couldn't really cook them. So our RAs would... <laughs> so you ate it directly from the box. Just wait for okay, it. Okay, sorry. Wait for the story. Okay. Jeez. No, what it was is that... Um, so you know how in college everything... Uh, uh, the prime way to get people to attend anything is to offer free food, Absolutely. Right? Okay. So, that's, you know, like... That's why people become Christian fundamentalists Come to the Ralph Nader Super Rally, free food. Right. So we had to have a dorm meeting like once a week or once a month or something. And the way that they would get us there is by making Ghirardelli brownies. Okay. So that makes I, sense. you know, I didn't have the ability to make them myself. I would lust after them all of the days that we didn't have house meeting. And then you better believe I was one of the first people at house meeting because the smell of Ghirardelli brownies would come wafting down the hall. It was like, you know, that cartoon of the, the smoke finger. It's that a, ca- yeah. It's anyway. a Stepford Wives situation. Well, I marched to the beat right. of the Ghirardelli brownie box. There you go. What was on the agenda at house meeting? <laughs> oh, God. I was just eating the brownies. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I, I try to even imagine what, what important topics might have come up. You know, I actually think if we're, if we're really going to go back in the day now, mm-hmm. I should admit that for my 19th birthday, my cousin made me some hash brownies, uh-huh. and we used Ghirardelli brownie mix of course. for it. Yeah, so... That sounds great. Wow, we are really, really, really digging in, in our personal archives here today. So, okay, so my thing, <clears throat> I haven't made it yet because it's going to be made to order just as it was back in the day. I am so excited about this. <laughs> so I did sometimes drag myself to breakfast. And the reason to drag yourself to breakfast uh, at Pomona College in 1993 was to have access to the omelet lady, which was who was uh, this uh, elderly uh, kind of classic lunch lady type. Only she was a breakfast lady. Did she wear a hairnet? Yes, absolutely. Great. And you would fill out a slip, as I recall, and check off what things you wanted in your omelet, which were all kind of classic American diner options. And then she would make your omelet to order. And it was really good. It was, it was one of the few things I remember from the dining hall that was like legitimately good, fresh food. So when we were planning this episode and, uh, and thinking about what each of us would make, Matthew told me this story. And I said, oh, my God, please make me an omelet slip so that I can order an omelet from you. Matthew is going to be my... Here is your omelet slip. I can't wait for you to be my omelet lady. (laughs) (laughs) I will be your omelet lady. Okay. Thank you. Yeah, my my omelet slip is not as extensive as hers because I... (laughs) I am not employed to prep 17 different omelet ingredients. But I see that you have have named your omelet making business. It's called Ye Old Omelet House. Yes. I am so excited to be your first customer. That was, that was, uh, yeah, my second choice if, if Ye Old Omelet House was taken was going to be Wiener Schnitzel. (laughs) (laughs) You know, let's open a new branch of Wiener Schnitzel and just serve brownies. Yeah, brownie schnitzel. Okay. Okay, so what are you going to select? Oh my gosh. I'm going to fill mine out too. Ooh, ooh, ooh. So, for cheese, the options are cheddar or American cheese. Uh, The only meat available is ham, but really, what else do you need? Uh, And then for vegetable options, we have onion, green pepper, mushroom, and jalapeno. Um, I, 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 like, asked for a friend for help on this list uh, yesterday. um, And, uh, like, you know, what uh, what things go in an omelet? And and she said, Denver. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> so true. Say so, okay, good, good try, good first, good first attempt. Well, I think I'm gonna have. Um, I always love cheddar in my omelets. I, I like some mushroom with egg, and I'm feeling feeling like a little spice today, so I'm gonna do jalapeno. Okay, yeah. I sort of want all these things, but I know that that's unwise. That's like the supreme omelet. So the, oh yeah, mm-hmm. it's the omelet equivalent of, of like the Pizza Hut Supreme Pizza. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Only right. I think you need some canned olives in there too. Now, if I remember right, the the omelet lady, you know, she had a griddle and uh, and she would like cook the ingre- the filling a little bit on the griddle before filling the omelet because one a pet peeve of mine is like getting an omelet where everything in it is basically raw. I'm like, so glad you mentioned this. So I'm gonna I'm gonna try and 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 do it that way. Okay, because yeah, I feel like. When I, I, I love mushrooms with eggs, but I don't want raw mushrooms. No, I don't want raw mushrooms ever. You had an omelet lady with a touch of class. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, she, was, she was located right near the, the waffle iron, which I think we'll get into after lunch. Great. Okay. Okay, okay we've eaten our omelets. And I have to say, um, I think we might have to do an omelet episode at some point because... I think we should do that. Because Matthew's a really good omelet lady. <laughs> I think I think uh, my omelet lady credentials demand that we do an omelet episode. Yeah, so stay tuned for that. Um, so we're sitting here now with a pan of Ghirardelli brownies, and I've got to say, like these things smell so good. Get away for that. Doesn't that just take you back to dorm meetings? Yeah, br- I, I don't remember ever actually attending a dorm meeting, but it sure does. And I feel like I have to explain. It looks like a bear has attacked this pan of brownies. <laughs> um, was it? I, I was gonna. Was it a bear? I was gonna. Well, if you think of my husband as a bear, <laughs> isn't that? <laughs> <laughs> I don't actually. Anyway. Um, now, I was going to wait and, and cut into these brownies for the first time with you today. And then last night I got home from the restaurant and I hadn't had any dessert. So I ate a brownie at about midnight. And then Brandon, on his way out of the house this morning, passed by and like basically <laughs> pawed at them. <laughs> Took a big chunk out of them. So this is pretty messy. But anyway, I'm, let's eat some I'm brownies. I'm so offended by this. I thought you were going to save it for me. Sorry. <laughs> Okay, well, you know, dig in there. It's a big mess. So I should say that uh, this is the Ghirardelli double chocolate brownie mix that that I've made here today. Mm. <laughs> My mouth is glued shut with brownie. <laughs> I'm going to so, get my water. It's so hot in this room right now. <laughs> anyway, you know, I mean, I think this is okay. It tasted a lot better when I was 18 and um, studying for a biology exam. Well, because they were free. Yeah. Now, see, I think they taste great because these ones are free to me because you bought them. Well, I really like the copy on the back of the box. All right, let's hear it. Indulge in this ultra-rich, moist, and chewy brownie and experience moments of timeless pleasure. (laughs) (laughs) I always experience moments of timeless pleasure here with you, Matthew. Thanks. Me too. Is there anything else we need to talk about today, or should we should we put this one in the old can? Let's put it let's put it in the can and bake it up Boston brown bread style. <laughs> well, uh, thank you for listening to Spilled Milk, the show that's up at two a.m. talking about the Smurfs. What what do you do in college? It's been so long; I don't remember. <laughs> I'm Molly Weisenberg. And I'm Matthew Amster-Burton.
I misheard your intonation, and I thought you said, "Come look at my omelet, lady station," or something like that. I don't. What did I? Oh, anyway, I don't know. I'm, I'm wearing an apron again. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. 